From the art of the deal to keeping it real. Keeping it real. Live from the Simply Vegas studios, it's the Power Move with John Gafford. Back again. Back. You never thought you were going to see us again. That was a two-week hiatus. And back again to spread the knowledge and the nonsense, which I think probably more nonsense than knowledge. Welcome back to the Power Move. My name is John Gafford. I am your host. To the left of me, Colt, the Cabo Cobra, Amadan. Blackout Cabo? Yeah, Blackout oh, Cabo. There it is. I like the no, Bulgarian no. mongoose. Ba- yeah, too, it's going to be hard to top Bulgar- <laughs> the Bulgarian mongoose. And with us, of course, always in the hot chair cross is the counselor, Chris Connell. How are you, sir? Just trying to provide some advice. Trying to provide some advice, indeed. Legal or otherwise. Indeed. Now, first of all, man, if you're wondering, if you go, we're like, okay, dude, I'm in. Like, I'm all in with the power move, and then you guys bail on me. What's up? It's been two weeks. I get no episode. What happened? Well, that we, you know, spring break. Spring break. We're happy. Yeah, well, spring break happened. We went on a little spring bit break. of a hiatus. You, you know, it, it was my 50th birthday. So we took a little bit of a break to go do that, uh, which we'll recap that real quick because it was a pretty amazing time. It was an amazing trip. I'll say this. You know, you only turn, you know, 50 one time. Uh, I guess you only turn one birthday every time. So that's how it is. But 50, I guess, was a big deal. And, uh, and yeah, we just kind of, I went after it, and um, and there were some bumps along the way. There were some problems. There were some good times. I would say, uh, you know, first of all, I agreed to take everybody down on my private plane. Yes, I say my because I do own a private plane. For those probably while I was gone, there were some haters that were out there trying to insinuate that somehow. Now let let me get straight. Let me me be very clear with everybody. I mean, I can't say too much. I drafted part of that agreement. Listen, if I was gonna if I was gonna lie about possessing anything. It would be ungodly skills in the bedroom. I'd lie about that because that I think at least then it's hard to prove that you're lying. I mean, maybe my wife would know it's the truth. I'm not, dude, I, I'm not David Copperfield. I can't make a private jet appear and disappear because I just want to lie and well, say like I got one. Well, numbers are public records. Yeah, it's so public record. Look like it up. It's, it's not hard to find. Anyway, <laughs> but the challenge with said private jet is you make a commitment to nine people to take nine people down to uh, Cabo, and night before. Guess what happens? Oh, you're talking in the world of private aviation. Yes, Tom? private aviation. <laughs> well, maybe you um, can tell me as yeah, much well, as I'm, I know. Well, I'm sitting there and I'm looking. I'm looking at. I'm looking at the phone, right? And I'm like, because I have a little app where I can track the plane. And I'm like, why is the why is the plane still in Memphis? Like, why is it there? And I can't figure it out. And then I'm like, as soon as I start to call Jesse, who runs the plane force at Hangar Seven Aviation for all your aviation needs, if you want private jets, call Hangar Seven Aviation. Anyway, we called Jesse. Calls me. And he goes, hey, bro, uh, there's an avionics problem. That in the, no, it wasn't avionics. It battery. was a, a battery problem, and the, the, the plane is stuck in Memphis. And I'm like, what does that mean? And he was like, well, it means we're trying to find a replacement aircraft. I said, okay. Uh, and he's like, but everything out there is kind of booked. So I'm immediately like, you know, problem solver. So I'm, I'm staying calm. I'm using my stoicism that we preach on the show all the time. And I'm trying to be calm about it. And I'm like, all right, no problem. You know, here's what we'll do. Let's just look and we'll, we'll get backup plans for commercial. We can get everybody down there commercial. No problem. I look on the commercial flights and there's like nothing. Like that's everything. Right. everybody's going to Cabo the next day. Um, yeah, that's you. not going to happen. Except for you. the birthday Except for boy. me. Yeah, it's <laughs> not going to. Well, I couldn't get any of you guys down there. So we ended up having to bite the bullet on a, uh, a very expensive replacement that, you know, did not own the replacement, <laughs> have no interest in the replacement, got to pay to charter it just like anybody else would. 
and it was a big check. And, and it was, and it was, here's, here's my, now that we did it, here's my recap of that. Number one, um, I'm glad that I maintained my integrity and my promise to all of you guys to get you down there the way that we did. Thank you for that. Yeah. And then number significant it, difference. And then, the coyote taking us yeah, down and, after that, it worked out. And then number two was the second that I got on that plane. Look, we have a private jet and it's a, and it is a, it is a private, it's a private jet, dude. It is, it is a private airplane. Hey, no, no, no. The one we have, the one we have, Yeah, it's a nice plane. It is a serviceable plane. It is, you know, for those people that never flown private, it's amazing. But the plane that we wound up with to go down to Cabo, it was the damn Kardashian plane. It was just like, it was was out of control. And the second that I got on, like the Kardashian, well, yeah, the second I got on, I was like, immediately that that cost was like, you know what? You only live once, man. So, once. Let me let me say two things about that whole experience. Not to throw you off the track. Yeah, go ahead. So first things first, private aviation is the most expensive hobby you will ever get into. Yeah. Now, John, your issue is a battery. Now it's not like um, your car when you can just put a trickle charger on it and get yeah. it going. Even if you have a good battery, even has to be signed off by an FAA certified oh, yeah. mechanic. Literally anything goes wrong, yeah. right? And you have to figure out whether if it's part of the essential equipment. As a pilot, we've had to go through these things and mark which things on our plane are um, necessary and which ones you can fly without. Right. But there's certain steps you have to take, even with things you can fly without. Well, I'm guessing the, the battery probably one they had to have. Well, batteries, you know, batteries aren't that big a deal when you're flying already because your right. engines are controlled sure. by sure. magnetos. Right. But anyway, that, I don't want to geek out, but it just... It's just too, one of those too, things too, that too late. You're geeking <laughs> too out. Late. Too late. You're totally geeking out. <laughs> Colt, Colt, you still wait, Colt? I saw, I I saw you had a cocktail. I, I saw you had a, co- a cocktail lunch. I was worried uh, you're not even make it through ooh. this. <laughs> uh, celebration it was a good day today, guys. Oh yeah. What were you? What were you celebrating? Can you tell us on the air? Yeah, it's uh, just another business venture. Good. Finally, finally approved. So okay, yeah. good. There you I, go. Finally, yeah. We'll we'll talk about it more later. But yeah, All right. good. All right. Good. Colt's gonna walk and be like, oh, yeah, I quit. Yeah. I'm out here. no, it's not that. You know, you got to divert. I think Which all I three of that. us diversify and we have other stuff That's that exactly people right. don't know about. That's people exactly know right. us, you real estate, me as real estate, you as attorney, but I know all three of us have different diversification. No, exactly but right. Back yes. to the plane, because I got two plane things after. I want to you know, you no, 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 I like no. your geeking out. <laughs> all I can say is I love that uh, I could get off of a plane with no shirt and a bottle of scotch <laughs> and walk That, that was the some. second part of it. The second part of it. matter once you got on. No. John had the foresight to buy literally everybody matching tracksuits from the movie the gentleman magical it was magical. i wore that up it was magical <laughs> my favorite thing i think i think one of my favorite parts was the video we made oh, going yeah. down there oh. uh, and yeah colt gets off the plane uh rocking no shirt bottle of scotch and uh and TS, good, mexican it? uh you know immigration just looks at us like okay there's no way they have drugs because they're not even trying to <laughs> hide. Not, like we're not even gonna bother searching these guys because there's no way they, yeah, yeah, no, they would be hiding a little this. yeah they're like yeah they're like loco yeah obviously they're all hammered but they're not they don't have any drugs that's painfully apparent no breakfast and forty-one thousand feet high and a bottle of scotch and a tequila shot does not mix no i i get it so you know we get the plane we get to cop and uh and and the houses are, are rolling in which is great and um and, and we had a great time man you know we had two big houses i had you know my, I, we, we had been up with i think 27 people 28 people were down uh, for this uh, my family was there which was great uh you know happy to have everybody there 
And then it's cool because a lot of my friend groups got to meet my other friend groups. Uh, you guys got to meet my buddies from New Orleans. They got to meet you. It was just kind of a cool vibe of what we what we did. And it was fun. And there was there were some highlight moments for sure. Uh, one of my favorite moments. We'll go through what was your favorite moments on the trip. So one of my okay. favorite moments is we do have we have a little tri- we have a little game we play when we go down there. And here's the game. <laughs> this is Finding probably going to make us sound nice. like we're terrible people, we but assholes, yeah. But. but you find the nicest person that you're with. Like literally, <laughs> you pick the, like if you have a group of. You of 25 people like who's the nicest guy here right and then that unfortunately the great thing if you're an asshole like yeah. us we don't get chose yeah though. you don't get chose <laughs> so, but chose. so if you're nice in here with us and you ever go to Cabo this could happen to you who's so. the nicest guy that we haven't already done this to yeah exactly so ex- who's the nicest guy that's a good point who's the nicest guy we haven't done it to so anyway what we do is it's 24 before you, you, you wait about me. you wait about a day into it right you're about a day into the trip and then you go up to him in the pool and you're like hey man uh, what did you say to the staff? <laughs> They're like, what? And you're like, no, I mean, because Colt, who speaks Spanish, obviously, is, 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 I'm like, Colt overheard the staff and they were super complaining about you, man, like being rude. About and like, you. About you. And they're like, what? What? I didn't do anything. And then literally, you just, it gets worse and worse and worse. You let it just simmer and go. And unfortunately, where it normally cultivates is it is at dinner. But because we had so many people, because uh, both houses were eating from one house, we did buffet style most time because last year we did this we had the servers like we paid the servers to not serve this person (laughs) poor (laughs) poor scott it was scott Scott. and they didn't serve he walked around we oh dude tipping a (laughs) hundred bucks to each person saying sorry sorry for nothing i'm really sorry i'm really sorry so anyway five hundred dollars this year we did it to my this year we did it to my buddy robert stone uh, aka rose rose all day you know what we're gonna do this real quick i don't know if he's gonna answer we're gonna try for all your insurance needs for all your all your needs we're gonna Louisiana. call him right now in the pot. Let, let's see if we can get Stone to answer. I don't know if we can get him to answer, but let's try. He's a sweetheart. It's his birthday. Huh? But you don't, yeah, you don't get nice to meet too many sweetheart guys like. So we're him. just gonna call him and see if we he'll answer and see if uh, we can wish him a happy birthday, but also you know tell him he's upsetting people. <laughs> stop stop <laughs> being an asshole, yeah. Stone. Gotta what chill a out. Sweetheart, man, he's for a sure. sweetheart. So guy. what did you say to Chris Connell? What <laughs> exactly? <laughs> I'm totally not ready. I can't mess with them. If the answers were doing it, oh man, come on. He's a busy See? guy. This is why spontaneity doesn't work. Spontaneity is hard when you're doing a podcast because you plan spontaneity. Yes. This is Robert. I'm not by my phone right now. Please leave a message and I'll give you a call back as soon as I can. Oh, uh, so you. here we go. At the tone, I'm please record your message. <laughs> when you finish recording, you may Dude, hang up or McConnell. press one for more <laughs> options. Hey Stone, hey Stone, what's up, man? I want to call and wish you a very happy birthday. But I also want to ask you, what did you do to Connell? Because I mean, he was, uh, oh man, he's uh, what's stop talking about it? I mean, I don't know. Anyway, cool. Hope you have a good birthday. Later. <laughs> you know, oh, sometimes a voice message is going to just have to suffice, uh, and, and we'll go with that. But he was, he was so. The great thing about people that are genuinely that nice is they've never had that happen ever, in their life ever so they just dwell on it and are Perplex. you guys sure is yeah. it me or it can't be me right oh, i yeah. don't know oh he was for the whole day the whole I'll day just spun completely spun so over I, it. i have a thing where i particularly care about how service staff view me yeah so oh, like, yeah, i, I yeah, like yeah. if somebody said that to me, it would actually be very <laughs> upsetting to me if that ever got around on me i would be completely defensive see now i feel like we've blown it you did kind of blow it yeah, this is should, why yeah, i'm so cavalier this is yeah, why it's i'm the so one, cavalier it's, about the joke it's the one thing we could have gotten you <laughs> with he's blue. like oh we're a bunch of assholes like no 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 no, no, no we i would be particularly upset if i thought i was a staff 
laugh put out by that asshole no, spe- speaking people, of you man. being an asshole though my, one of my oh. personal favorite Cabo moments uh, one of my personal favorite uh, me moments. being an asshole no no if, right? if Connor oh, being an asshole okay. with my personal favorite so okay. <laughs> we're, yeah, we're at this beach we're at this beach club down in Cabo we're, we're at a beach club right and Chris decides to get a, a random foot massage from the, the it looked the, amazing the, 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 the oh, roaming the roaming oh foot massage people right so as Chris is getting 11 a foot, out of 10 by the way so as Chris is getting a foot massage right and she's and she's into the calves i mean she's yeah. she's deep in there whatever i lean over to his wife and i go hey because he's got his shirt over his face so he can't he's see so he's not like getting sleeping. He's, yeah so i go to, i go over to i go over to caitlin his wife and i say hey why don't you run down there and sub yourself in for the masseuse and start running your hand up up, up his pant leg and see how it takes him to react. And she's like, okay, cool. We're gonna do it. He, he's going to kill yeah, us. It's going to be no, real funny. I, I, had had I, had to, I had to talk her no, into it for a minute. It took, it took a minute. I had to ask her to do something like that. She said, no way. No, so she goes down back there fire. and she does it. And I'm not, I'm not going to lie. She was deep before he went to the point yeah, where she started to get concerned. Get like, like, like you, should, <laughs> you should totally be upset like pants six on. inches ago. Pants on. Yeah, pants on. But she was like, you should have been upset six six inches ago. No. Not now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was hilarious because it did go pretty. Yeah. She was, yeah, she was deep was in those shorts, shorts, buddy. She yeah. never got past shorts. No. Oh, no, 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 no. She no. Was that hand there. was uh, upper thigh up where you there. do carry in, all your stress. In my stress. defense, I did wake up pretty startled, though. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> But then she comes back and she's like, "Wait, he let that go way too, way too long." <laughs> I'm like, literally, yeah, this was supposed to be a joke, and now she's mad me. at you. Here's the thing: no. when you have assholes for friends, though, yeah. she could have literally Who's brushed that? against my knee, and I would have gotten the exact same response. <laughs> like, because, oh, you let that one go oh, pretty yeah. 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 No. yeah, I stand by my reaction. Good reaction. I would say that was a highlight. Also, unfortunately for Colt, at said beach club, it was said beach club. We have 27 people. It, it's with us, oh, yeah. whatever it was and your wife two of which That's get food me. poisoning my wife and colt get food poisoning uh, i don't know if it's a bad thing though no be, the yacht day was the next day and i felt like a skinny sexy little model <laughs> at the yacht day so i don't know but i tell you what i your wife i think was a little worse than me yeah. and i've never in my life thrown up so violently i also I, got yeah, the same I, thing you guys all ate by the way what? But oh, I did have you? Canadian jeans. Oh, that's it. No, no. You know what it's I? You know what I love? My favorite part of you throwing up. So Colt gets violently oh, yeah. ill from food poisoning. Yeah. And you know who this affected the most? You. No. No. His wife, who was oh. furious that oh. he was throwing oh, up no. so loud. Oh yeah. I, did you not know that? Oh yeah. I come in <laughs> and like, John's like, I've up been so up loud. all night. I'm exhausted. Poor Gidge, I think got food poisoning. I've been up getting her stuff and everything. I'm like. <laughs> Me too, dude. I've been thrown up violently. I'm like, my wife comes in. Ah, fucking, I ain't getting no fucking sleep. This guy's thrown up all goddamn night. I told him go outside and. Oh, dude, my wife. <sighs> Mary a Mexican, they Mary said. Got, Mexican. Yeah, got, It'll be fun, they said. They'll, they'll, they'll be sympathetic to God, your... God no, bless her. Uh, your, uh, but, you no, know, those are tough people, man. Yeah, and I don't yeah. have time for your bullshit. No, it was a highlight trip. I got a lot of amazing, cool stuff um, from, from all of my friends, from guests. I mean, the first, I, it seemed like it was a Camus factory. Every time we had a meal, bottles of Camus were showing up on the table. That, yeah, that just, guy, it never was stopped. That, that was Pell. Yeah, bring like it two never suitcases forward. It no. never stopped with that. Um, I've, you know, thanks to, thanks to Mr. Connell, I am now Lord John Gafford. I own one square meter of uh, Scottish is, land. He is a Can lord. we talk about... Those are great gifts for people. I love it. Cause yeah, you know what I mean? Because it's, it's, uh, it's It is. Like, people it is. like... Yeah, the two months leading up to this, 
Everybody's like, what do you get, John? What do you get, John, right? And this is an issue you have with a lot of higher-end clients or stuff. You, can't, you get them nonsense. nonsense. It's you, get them, you get them something that's funny that they can tell a story yeah. about. Yeah. 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 No, yeah. That's, that's, that's why I love the flamethrower. I think that's such a great gift. Yep. Yep. No, it's, I, you know, there's no, well, I mean, I could have practical use, I guess, if when the zombie apocalypse comes, but, but yeah, for the most part, that's just I'm a fun gift. I'm going sword. Is it straight sword? You don't have to that's reload good. a sword. That's a good point. Axe. You're going axe zombie apocalypse. Uh, All right. There you go. All right. Now we know. Katana. But no, but the, the gift man thing, like your star, like my sister gave me a star. So technically yeah. I could be star Lord Gafford. Star Lord Gafford. Yeah. I could be, I could be, a, I could be a, uh, like a porn. Yeah. Star. Darth Gafford. That could be me. That's how <laughs> you're called. Yeah. yeah. Darth Gafford. Anyway. You could be Darth. Yeah. So anyway, Darth. but I got that. I got, um, I got, I got a bottle of, uh, I got a bottle of, of, uh, Pappy. Pappy. Was dope. That was yeah. good. I got a buddy who, uh, in Canada reaches mm-hmm. out to me like I'm some type of bourbon broker. And I was like, any of your friends want to buy this 23 year old Pappy off me? It's how much? Five grand. Yeah. It's about right. Go and read for that bottle. Yeah, it's 51 yeah, something in the store. I got, yeah, I got, I got a bottle of that when I turned 40. It's down to, it's down to about two shots. I thought we came over and crushed that one. We did. We good. Do, no, we did. We did. It's down, it's down ago. to, yeah, but it's down to two shots. So I got two shots of that bottle of 23 left. John, might, it might've been at your 40th when we were It might've been, might've been, but it's down to two wow. shots. It's down to two shots left. And that will be a drink that I share with Hayden on his 21st birthday. Yeah, boy, that bottle. I like it. Cause, cause I opened that bottle with my dad. Who's obviously nice. no longer with us, and that it will finish it with Hayden. That's wow. how we're doing. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and we'll go that's from really there, and that's cool. how that's how that worked with that bottle, which is awesome. But you know, I, again, it was an amazing trip. It, it was it was so much fun. Um, I was so grateful to do it, and then immediately you come back and you, you go on spring break. So I, I went on for like two weeks, man. I was at the beach for like two weeks, which was, which I got to tell you, um, I worked every day pretty much. But the thing that I I came back and I, I was fine for two weeks, and you can hear my voice right now. I just, it's like literally getting smashed in the face with allergies as soon as I got back oh, to brutal, Vegas. Dude. It's been, it, it has been yeah. so ruthless and so, you know, just not ending. It's, it's like, it made me want to leave for the first time ever. Like I got back, I'm like, oh my God, I don't want to live here anymore because of this. It was just, it's, it's, it's crazy. been, we were talking about that when we got back from Kabul. Scott and I, same thing. It's Oof. just, it, it, it's nuts. But I'll tell you something I did. Let's, let's, let's move this along. So something I did when I was at, uh, when I was in, in uh, Anaheim this time, or I was in Newport, my wife, obviously Disney fanatic. We've all talked about how much I, you know, my, um, loathed, my, my, my anti-love affair with Disney. So I thought to myself, you know, my wife's always wanted to do the VIP tour, which is awesome. Now, have I talked to you guys about VIP? I don't think I've talked to you about you this. You did. I, you briefed it. Yeah, well, but let me just put it this way. Let me ask you this without, before we go into anything else. So for five G's, Right, you give you give you give old Disneyland five grand. What is your expectation of the VIP tour? What what is your expectation? Cut lines. I never wait again. I I'm eating in places where you know I'm not going to normally be able to get to. Mm-hmm. I'm getting concierge treatment. I'm getting service by somebody mm-hmm. or a team. Right. I think cut lines. Same thing. Access of what's nineteen. What's a bar? Uh, no, the restaurant. Twenty three. Whatever. Twenty three. Twenty three. Yeah, restaurant, which is not access. Good. I've been there before. No, it's, it's not, not. I've been there too. But yeah, I, I think just at least that, right? Yeah. Well, well, here is here is the truth about the Disneyland Swag. VIP pass. Now, number one, it is a, a, my buddy Josh Avon that lives down there. He and his family split it with me, so I was only into it for about twenty five hundo. Um, you know, Josh picked up the other half because it's good for 10 people, 
right? Still six hundred dollars. It's a lot. It's a lot. So so my so we get there, and first of all, I will say that the human being that walked us around was lovely. Like if Disney ever gets this, which I doubt they will, um, but if if anybody ever the, the person the lady the, the girl that walked us around was great. She was awesome. She was knowledgeable. She knew a lot of cool stuff. Um, <clears throat> was pointing things out as we went through the park, which was awesome. But we we meet, we meet her. We get going and we walk into uh, the first thing. We walk up and we walk up to Star Tours, right? And that's a ride that normally I would skip. I wouldn't go on that ride because I mean it just kind of just kind of makes you nauseous. My kids don't really, my kids don't really love it. Like we just wouldn't do it. And it just you know there's there's bigger better to deal with, right? But I'm thinking to myself, we're on the VIP mm-hmm. tour. We're gonna ride everything anyway. Let's go, right? And we walk up and we we get in the fast pass lane. That's it. And we proceed to wait for like 25 minutes to ride star tours. And I'm looking at my watch and I'm looking at my wife and I'm like, is this, this is what we're doing today. And it was, and the, whole time. the, the only place Oof. where it, it had was an advantage was like Peter Pan, Snow White, those rides, which normally are like 90 minutes for little rides. You did walk right up cause they don't have fast pass lines. They don't have the, 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 right, the lightning right. lines. So you would walk right up, but everything else, it was essentially just like paying, but it still takes a while, right? In the, in the fast pass lane, it still takes a while. So essentially what you're buying is a perma fast pass, which if you're slick with the fast passes, if you, you know what you're doing, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like I'm a, like, here's what we could have done exactly what we did for free. And here's how, all right. This is my buddy Josh's method. And I like it. I do like it. Well, hold on. Before you start putting yeah. this out there. Do we want everybody to know Do you really this? want this? Do you really want to say the name of your favorite restaurant and have it blow up? Do you really? Uh, you know, here's the, here's the thing. Are we don't talk here, about here's the, here's the, here's the thing. Here's, here's the thing. This, this is a, I'm saying this is a specific situation you would have to be in to make this work. Because okay. right? right. anybody can get the Genie Pass, get the Fast Pass, right? So here's what you do. Like, for example, we went with another family. So we have two families, Right. They get, a, they get a fast pass, we get a fast pass. So you gotta spend most of the day apart, but you're like, okay, you go do, you get a fast pass for Space Mountain, we're gonna get one for Buzz Lightyear. Then when they go here, you go there, then you walk up and you're like, oh, we need a rider swap. And if they go, where's your baby? You just turn and point at anybody with a baby. That's what he does. He just literally goes, oh, there's my baby right there. They're like, I'm sorry, sir, that's a 60-year-old woman. It's like, oh, no, no, it's a baby. He just looks like he's a Because they don't, they, they don't nah, question. So he just nah, gets the rider swap, and then they come off of this ride. You come off of this ride. You swap the rider swaps, and you go again, which the rider swap has been a ray of life for us because my daughter forever wouldn't ride everything, so we did do a lot. I mean, the rider swap is just part of what it is for us, and he's got two little kids too. So he, literally, we just would have done that. We could have got the same experience. Can we, so, can, we, can we honestly cut to the chase and say that Disney does not hold a candle to Six Flags anyway? No, not for not for rides, but no. but just not not at all worth, not at all at all worth. That's disappointing. I assumed you were going to come back and say, no, no, no other way no. to do it Dude, on Earth. Nope. Yep. I, I would. It yep. was a waste of money. I would never do it again. Um, mm. it, it did not save me. One second of time, really? Oh, that it's, sucks. Because you're just standing in the fast pass line. And now thing. you got to bullshit and talk to the girl, random. Yeah, girl. there's. Well, oh, they do. They do man. have like an Uber choice where they're like, "Do you want them to interact with you and talk?" A lot of these want to kind of stand there and do nothing. So, have you been to um, Universal Studios? I have. So you know, you buy that VIP yes, pass, which is totally worth it. Uh, totally worth it. And totally you crush worth it. the lines. Yes, and you could fly through that park yes. all day. I love they, that. They started saying, "Oh, you only get to use it once per ride." What? Yeah, really. 
that killed it for me too because it's yeah. like well now you're paying double, double to one time get a fast pass effectively to the front yeah. ride the whole point of the mummy is i want to do it 10 times and i don't want to yeah. wait for it well you know they've they, there's all these loopholes they've closed at disney because people used to buy multiple tickets and go in mm-hmm. and, and just do multiple fast passes that was the point you would go in with an extra ticket because people were like i mean literally because think about it you could buy an extra day you know day pass to get multiple fast passes like they were and it'd be cheaper than paying them for the vip tour yeah, the VIP tour doesn't sound like a lot of value. No. Let me ask you this. Here's an, here's an intro. We're going to bring this up. This is going to be a touchy subject. I'm bringing it up. Because I got, I, got I got in a philosophical discussion with this. Now, first of all, I believe that if you park in a handicapped space and you're not handicapped, there's a special place in hell for you. Sure. I believe that. Okay? Me too. Here's the debate. Because they had this service, and this service has now been shut down at Disney, where you could actually, there was ads running, where you could get a... This is so terrible, but I'm curious what you think. I feel like I already you, have an opinion. No, you can, <laughs> I feel yeah, like I'm no, take no, 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 no. Where you could Quiet. you could pay someone with a genuine handicap and their and their their uh, their companion, whoever was with them. You could pay them to go with you to Disneyland, so you could be in their party and go through the handicap. Exit. Totally fine. Okay. So you think that's okay? Totally fine. Yeah, because my buddy, my buddy was like, no, this is like, a, it's like I'm taking them to Disneyland. I'm, I'm taking not, these people I'm to Disneyland. I'm not putting them to work in a sweatshop. Yes, I'm I am work at definitely benefiting from this handicap, but that's their ability. So by whatever grace happened to them, by accident, by birth, whatever, they've had certain things either taken away from them that they've never had, right? Uh-huh. The fact that they can capitalize on them hey, should man. be like capitalize. something you should want to do. Oh, no, for sure. I, I, why? I, it's like I thought you were going to say they'll rent your wheelchair. No, God, that, that, that's no, that, no, that's te- no, that's but terrible. hiring a handicapped person yeah. is and the most and Larry companion. David thing ever. And their companion, I just oh, it's, think it's yeah, wonderful. It's a complete Larry David <laughs> I think thing. It's wonderful. Do. Yeah, they ban that. They don't you do. That. I guess you, if you get, I don't know what they do if they catch but, you doing or how yeah, they would catch you. Larry doing David it. hired a prostitute to sit in his car to take the HOV <laughs> lane to go to a Dodgers game. <laughs> I forgot. That was a great one. I mean. It's a yeah, service. You're, you're getting her off the, the street. Game. You're getting off the street. street. Oh, it's speaking of baseball, <laughs> this is. Wow. Gonna, what do you got? With, what, what are you going to, John? What's your? I mean, Hold do on. you have any pushback on that? I, yeah. No, I guess I, I guess I. Because here's the thing: if I'm with my, Chris my, on that my one. visceral gut reaction was this is a terrible thing. Yeah, but, I mean, it, I, yeah, but it's like okay, uh, <laughs> I don't want to get in any kind of weeds here, but there's a lot of people that I was watching comedians talking, and this person was like, "You're a racist." This comedian he was yeah. getting yelled shout out for. He goes. What did I say about any race? He said, <laughs> I said that this is a thing. He goes, that had nothing to do. I said something like, I do this because I'm Filipino, was the joke. Yeah. It was like, where did I say that that was bad? Are or- you, he, the game, let me ask you, that brings us to another question. Are, are, you feeling, are you feeling the pendulum starting to swing back on the wokeness? Of course. Finally. 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 Feel it I mean, swinging hard back. It, it, to, to, it was always going that, to. Yeah. Hopefully it stops in, in, in a realm middle. of, of yeah. stop in the reasonableness, Stop. but there you go. But, I mean, it hopefully it does. but, but yeah, it but won't. people all of a sudden they go to a point where, you know, like I said, I think there's a lot of people with good intentions. Yeah. And I'm, I'm somebody that I don't think race should ever be a factor in deciding anything, but this is going to, I was having this story. I have, you know, very multicultural friends and it's a lot of fun when your friends and you bullshit together about like even stereotypes with each other hmm. right like they're breaking my balls for being an uncoordinated right. white guy yeah and it's like that's your friend right. now, i wouldn't right. want right i, I wouldn't th- look on it too kindly if other people were doing it. i didn't know them yeah yeah <laughs> or, or, or I, I wouldn't really care but i'm saying if it's your friend that's a part of the spice of life right mm. is difference mm. 
differences a lot of fun. No, that's what makes everything when you have good. good. When you have different good intentions, cultures, when you have good intentions, yeah, difference yeah. is awesome. Yeah. Good intentions. You know, what has bad intentions. Baseball. And oh. you know why baseball has why, why, bad why, intentions? Good. Take, take us, Colt. Why does baseball have bad intentions? <laughs> Do you have something important to say? Because <sighs> no, go ahead. Not, go ahead. Fuck. Worst <laughs> first pitch. Fucking who ever was done? It? Was Ooh. it the girl with the lacrosse stick? No. Wait, what? It was Tom fucking Hanks. <laughs> oh, what a legend. Oh, Tom Hanks. Wow, yeah. guys. No one saw him throw first pitch? Was no. it a strike? Or did he just... <laughs> Your buddy Pell sent it to me. The, o- the only first pitch I saw. <laughs> oh, the, no. The only thing... Okay, so Tom, go ahead. With no, the... keep going. Keep... I didn't mean to cut you off. I, just, God, I thought dude, it was going to be a general over... no, Tom, no. Tom Hanks rant. I didn't know there was a So this weekend, he goes out, and of course... Tom Hanks going overboard on what Tom Hanks does. Instead of walking out, waving, and throwing a freaking pitch, he brings out Wilson. Wilson. Yes. How lame. (laughs) Like, bring out the worst character ever made, and then he sits there and the wind's blowing the ball away, and Tom Hanks is acting like he's stuck on a desert island. John, you know why he thinks Wilson's the worst character ever made? Because he doesn't watch Star Wars and never saw Jar Jar Binks. That's a good point. That's an excellent point. I spent this That's weekend. Worst movie I made. spent this weekend in the hot tub, literally <laughs> doing doing this this character versus this character from best to worst with my son. Because oh. right now he's playing a lot of uh, Star Wars Legos on Wilson. whatever on uh, on Xbox or whatever it is. So now he's into the Star Wars movies again. And literally, and the thing is, on the worst, you always want to go right to Jar Jar Binks. But there's nobody worse. It's not. It's not close. So you just can't even compare it. There's yeah. just nobody worse. Jar Jar what? Never mind, Cole. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a lot. It's no, a lot. seriously. Don't What's the, a, how do you say it again? So Jar Jar Binks. Binks? Yes, yes. So Jar Jar is I'll put it saying, When we finally get around to <laughs> hey, saying Jar-Jar you are the Jar Jar Binks of this podcast, just understand it's not, <laughs> just it's it's not, not a compliment. Good. Yeah, it's not good. Uh, anyway. But no, the, the first pitch I saw that was terrible, well, not terrible, but I saw Billy Crystal, I guess, throwing out the first pitch like at New York. And he was kind of jerking around with it, I guess, and take it forever. And the starter for the Mets was furious in the dugout yelling like, him like let's fucking go man because really? like, he was that's what they should have no, because he was warm and he yeah. had to go yeah. and now billy crystal's doing side stick up there on the Some mound <laughs> and this guy's like we gotta go man i saw that and i was like Is yeah city slickers one of the best movies ever oh, made boy. it's funny oh, that billy crystal's Great. immune from your criticism but tom yeah. hanks catches oh. it. tom hanks catches it oh, good. did you see Dude, he was out there for like 10 minutes playing this, oh, Wilson, come back. Uh, but, uh, Tom Hanks, get uh, over yourself, Tom, Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks, for sure, yourself. for sure. Well, when we come back, we're going to take a quick and break. It's like COVID's coming back around we, again. We still have stuff to unpack that was happening the last two weeks, which is good. We're going to talk a little bit about the Airplane Jesus music. We're going to talk about confirmation bias. We're going to talk about, you know, I, might, I got a big speaking gig coming up this weekend. And because of it, I went back and reviewed some Robert Kiyosaki books because I'm actually speaking with him this week. And I wanted to kind of, you know, have some stuff to talk to them about. Sure. So I you know, read his books again. And uh, I'll tell you what I agree with, what I don't right now. We'll come back in just a minute. Hey, it's John Gafford. If you want to catch up more and see what we're doing, you can always go to thejohngafford.com. Where we'll share any links that we've, things we talked about on the show, as well as links to the YouTube where you can watch us live. And if you want to catch up with me on Instagram, you can always follow me at the John Gafford. I'm here. Give me a shout. Back from the break. Back from the break for part two of today's episode. Our back from uh, sabbatical. What I guess. What I guess we're going to say what it is. You know, whatever. It was. Warm up episode. Warm up episode. Back from that. Uh, you know, honestly, if you're still listening after the cold couch episode, uh, 
personally. Thank you very much. No, yeah, we did. Connell Connell told me when he walked in today, he goes, man, I tried to watch it. But when he started talking (laughs) about, when he started reading texts off his phone, (laughs) it was hard. It was hard. It was hard. Did we leave people two weeks with that? I think we did. I think we did. Here's the the funny part. Here's the funny part. So the funny part is after that, and nothing shows up for two weeks, and now all of their podcast apps went, they look at, they're like, <laughs> oh, am I, am I going down this? Am I going down this hole again? Don't so if we re- so allow us to regain trust with this episode, nope. which is great. But I'll tell you what, I got it. You know, so this big event is here in Vegas this weekend on Friday. What's it called, John? It is called the Clever Summit. I'm actually going to put this out. You know, we're done. I'm probably going to put this out today, just because this is your last chance today to actually buy tickets. So you can't buy in-person tickets anymore. They sold out in like two seconds. Wow. There's 500 people trying to get in-person tickets on a waiting list. They're all, no way. Uh, the virtual tickets are now over like 5,000 sold. So this is gonna be like seven, seven, 7,500 people at this event. It's pretty dope. It's um, awesome. And I happen to be speaking there, which is really, really cool. And um, today's your last chance to get virtual tickets. So check that out. You might wanna look, if you wanna audit in, look at the people there. It's gonna be an amazing event this, this weekend. But I got an interesting DM uh, that I thought was it was it was interesting, which was this, and it was somebody said uh, sent me a DM, and it was a local agent here in Vegas that said, "Man, I, you know, I wish you were still doing uh, local stuff. I wish you weren't just talking at these national things because I miss seeing you talk about local real estate stuff." And, you know, I, you should do that again is essentially the message I got. And my response was, "That ain't my fault." <laughs> like, Local here's the, here's the thing. Here's the thing you gotta understand. Years ago, and, and again, a big part of this company, uh, Simply Vegas that we're at, was built because of these things. But all of the different title companies and mortgage companies would invite me to talk at their events. They would do that. And almost all of those events, those realtor events, are hosted, sponsored, put on, brought by by title and mortgage companies. They almost all are. Um, we are now, since I was doing those events, we are obviously knee-deep in the title and mortgage business. We own both title businesses and we own mortgage businesses. So, I, you know, I don't blame those companies for not inviting me to talk to their crowds because it would essentially be like me inviting a competitor to come and talk sure. to my people. And, I, and so but I you get probably that. would, though. What? Go talk to them? Well, you would. So that's the one thing I, I never understood about people's per- perspectives in business, right? I, I know some attorneys that like won't add me on Facebook and I'm not just talking about Nick Dosa. I mean like other attorneys. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, please, for the love of God, I got to hear about this. And I'm, you know, for those of you who don't know, Nick Dosa owns Vegas auto gallery friend to everyone except for Chris Connell. Chris um, Connell. Great guy. <laughs> anyway, anyway, who actually told me cause he's working on the Moz right now. He told me I can come down there and get whatever I want. Why have you not done that yet? But regardless, I, regardless. well, because I don't know how long it's going to take the Moz to get fixed. <laughs> Doesn't but matter. I'm going to go. I'm going to go down there. I'm going to go down there tomorrow. I think if it's not done, we're I'm going gonna after this podcast. I'm going to grab something. I'm going to grab something tomorrow. No, I totally forget what I was right. saying. But you were talking about other attorneys but, won't but, add you because they're they're scared. But of you shouldn't. If you're ever afraid of someone coming and taking your business, they could have taken it anyway, right? It doesn't matter. I I, I really believe that. Like if you got somebody here, uh, if you got Ivan Shear to come and do a yeah, talk, which Ivan would simply Vegas, yeah. Do you feel which we like, have? But are which you, we have. You, are you so protectionist? You think, oh my god, my agents are going to run over there, or do no. people go, oh no, no? I just see that as someone else yeah. doing something in town. Well, you know what I mean. Like if you if you water your own backyard, right? That includes getting right. others' perspectives. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I think I think one of the things I posted this week because you know, again I got blown up about you know somebody talking smack about me and I didn't see it because I don't follow that person. But you know my response, you know I, I let it simmer for a couple of days, and my response was this: is is you know, if you can't tout 
an accomplishment if you if you have to like try to tear somebody else's accomplishments down in order to make yours look bigger then you're not you're not a leader you're not a hater successful. right like you want to be like you attack i try out. to i try to i try to surround myself in my in my golden years as i'm calling them now well, with with people that want to see me win right because everybody that's around me, even if they're in, if they own a competitive business, I want to see them win. Sure. I mean, there's never going to be a time where there's going to be one title right. company and right. one real estate company and one mortgage company. If if right. you own a mortgage company, I want to see you win. If you own a title company, I want to see you win. If you own a brokerage, I want to see you win. Of course. I, I, yeah. You know, you do something great. I'm not jealous of what you did. I don't hate on what you did. If I mean, for example, for example. Um, Brandon Roberts, who I consider a friend of mine, owns Signature Real Estate here in Las Vegas, put an ad out, and, and I appreciate quirky good advertising. And he put an ad up for Easter that had, had peeps, and it just said, Signature Real Estate, great peeps. That's cool. And I was like, ah, and I just, and I hit right in the comments, man. Oh, that's awesome. Right sure, Facebook, yeah. Because I thought it was clever. I'm going to give him, you know, I'm going to give you some compliments. I'm not worried my agents are going to see the peep ad and run out of here and go to him. Because yeah, how shitty is your business? Yeah, that's yeah like, well, right. But but if yeah. I see something clever and good, I'm, I'm, ex- I'm, I'm going to call Spade Spade. It's yeah. awesome. That's yeah, good. Sure. Anyway, um, but but so, but here's the, here's the, here's the goocher. Here's the Gucci. <laughs> this is the Gucci. This is it. This this four tails. Yes, this is <laughs> four. Let, let me let's have a hypothetical conversation without nailing down specifics on the air. Gucci. All right. Here's the go. Here, I'm going I'm to run this down. You ready? Let's say there's a there's a business model, and half of the business model services independent companies that sell this widget. We'll call it a widget. Okay. All right. And then the other half of that business model services brick and mortar stores owned by widget company that sell widgets right out of the widget store. Totally understand. All right. Got it. Mm -hmm. Now let's say that one of the people that opens their own independent widget store that sells widgets starts kicking the ass of the brick and mortar widget stores. Right? So all of a sudden the widget store decides to try to impede the business of the agency by saying, Hey, we're going to let you keep selling out of your one widget store but you can't open any more widget stores. We're not gonna let you sell widgets out of any of those. Essentially, so, one of my widget partners on Friday tried to pull the rug out from underneath me because we're selling a lot of widgets. So that's an interesting thing, but that is actually, I think, illegal. I I, I, I think in, it is. In a lot of ways. No, I, no, you're not obviously compelled to have to do business with certain people. Right. right. But if you make it, like, there's certain conditional things. Well, right? I'm, so, I'm sorry. Let's, let's say that this particular widget company sells widgets all over the United States, right? All yeah. over the United States. And they allow independent widget shops to sell widgets in every 50 states. And there's one state where they are stopping to have let independent widget companies operate, and it's this one. <laughs> So there is something about anti-competition, right? And there is something with intentional interference with business relations that is a tort in Nevada. Yeah. Intentional interference with. So when you are so, I, I mean, that seems very short-sighted. <laughs> you think? And, and it does seem possibly actionable. You I'd think? Have to obviously, have details. Well, I'm, tr- I'm trying. I'm trying to get a, a meeting with the president of the widget company and say, <laughs> who made this decision. Um, because obviously the person that, that we deal with in, in the, in the widget department, um, it's in their best interest that we sell as many as widgets as we can. Sure. Um, so it's their boss that made this widget decision because I'm thinking that some people that work at the brick and mortar, mortar widget store, uh, are feeling the heat a little bit. Yeah. But that there is yeah. an issue with price fixing or there's an issue with, you know, competition. Yeah, but but a lot of times 
you will get those um, yeah. companies that that see it in their best interest to not do that. So uh, sure, it, but the the good news is is I, there's a lot of companies that sell widgets. <laughs> this yeah. is about I, yeah. I, it's not hard for me to find another widget supplier. It's not hard to do it, John. You it's, can just say the company it's, because there's a lot of companies that will sell you six. Cadillac margaritas that aren't chili. not you chilies. No, I'm not going to be. I will never name the name of a company and complain about it. But you chilies, I will. You sold me six Cadillac margaritas. You tow my car, chilies, for trying to be responsible, and still, still no response. Still no response. Oh, I was right next to that no, chili. I forgot. Yeah, we should have gone up there. Yeah, anyway, were you not? I was last <laughs> week. I was oh seriously maybe a half a mile. Colt, from next that time show, you go to Utah, Utah, we're going to do a live mm -hmm. remote from this for the podcast, where you interview the manager of Chili's about oh, their about their towing stuff. procedures. John, I, I actually want to hear what you have to say about that next thing you were talking about. Which thing is that? About singing. Singing. Oh, oh, yeah. Well, we're, we're almost there. Okay, we're almost okay, there. Okay. We're, we're almost there. Because I look, it, I'm complaining about stuff. If I don't want to derail you. No, no. If I'm <laughs> gonna if I'm gonna complain, I got one more. I got one more. My whole house, and again, here comes another Star Wars reference that Colt won't understand. My whole house this weekend went down like the Death Star, just like that. Why? Because my home automation company that I have 92 switches and devices programmed through their hub decided to go out of business and just turn their servers off and didn't tell anybody really? it was coming. Nothing. Oh, wow. Yeah. And all of a sudden I'm like, they didn't get bought out or anything. Huh? They got, but it's instant on. They got bought by Nokia and Nokia is going to move, I guess people over there to whatever they're doing, but they just literally Death started you up. shut everything down. So your force field. And so went now, down? Yeah, yeah. So, so now, your house is not, penetrable. Well, it's not, well, no, no. <laughs> the alarm thing. God, it's still no, everything still functions, but it doesn't work together. And now it's, you know, and yeah, it's like, I have a lot of switches that like, like for example, like you look at my kitchen, all of the cans over here are on one switch, all the cans over here on the switch, all of the, the, the lights underneath the cabinets are on one switch, the chandeliers are on one switch. So before, because it was programmed, I could push one thing and they would all come on. Now, if I want them on, I have to go to each switch and turn them all on. So I oh, spent, I welcome spent. Welcome to the poor side. Yeah, wow. I, I, know, uh, <laughs> I spent the weekend investing, trying to figure a solution for this. I've got something that came today. I'm praying to God it works, but it, I'll be spending all of next weekend, not this weekend because I have that event, but the following weekend reprogramming my house because you got to do it one switch at a time, apparently. So hopefully it's going to work. Wow, but dude, yeah. I, I could not believe that this company just. I mean, nuts. I mean, you think you would like open you source that, you a solution? A bad... Like, yeah, I mean, open source a solution. Do something. If you know you're going to business, you're going to shut down. It would cost. What does it matter? It would cost. Yeah. You I think mean, it's their issue or the people that bottoms issue? I, well, I mean, at the same I think time. You take on the liabilities of your prior. But where's the but where but yeah. where's the moral responsibility for the people in management that are? Do you think that extends to moral responsibility? I think it does. I think I think if you took money in exchange for a product or service, I think you know, I think people think there's this imaginary line where you just become a big corporation, it becomes okay. I don't believe that. If if I take money from you to provide you with a service and I disappear, I'm a scumbag and you ruin my reputation sure. around town. Yeah, a lot of people. If Nokia does it, it's just well, it was a corporate buyout, and it's just a lot like, of creditors in bankruptcy court feel the exact same way. Yeah. You, you know. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly right. So I guess the moral of the story with that is if you were going to go out on a limb and, and shut your business down, give your customers a heads up. I mean, make sure there's a solution in place. Try to transition. Yeah, do that. That's good corporate governance and responsibility. Yeah, do, but here's the right thing: down. when you're going out of business, what do you care? Yeah, it's. I mean, I get it. Mm -hmm. So I by the way, just, just well, I don't get it. Just as a point, it. by the way, when someone does file a bankruptcy, there's a thing called the 341 hearing. Mm -hmm. At a 341 hearing, all creditors get to come to the room where the trustee <laughs> is with this person and ask them whatever questions you want. 
Oh boy. If you've never seen one of these things, I've seen some things personally in a 341 hearing that would blow your mind. Just absolutely just blazing just people. Like blazing people. <laughs> so why didn't you give me my money that you've stolen? Like all these things, oh, right? Boy. But I had one situation where this guy goes, well, I had to pay my staff with your money because it's like you have to pay people to come to work, right? Yeah. Because you know that was our money, right? It's like, yeah, but you got paid to be here, so why shouldn't my staff have gotten paid? With your money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That's still some, odd, some, odd, some odd justifications probably happen in those things. But, you know, I saw this. I do want to talk about this today before we get into talking about some of uh, Kiyosaki's philosophies for the weekend. But I saw this and I thought it was interesting, which was the airplane Jesus. Um, that's what I'm calling it. Uh, it was a thing that I guess there was a bunch of church kids or group or whatever it was jumped up on an airplane and started singing and playing guitars and, and singing hymnals. And, uh, I know that, uh, Oh, what's her name? Uh, Talib, the, 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 the representative from, um, Michigan. Oh, yeah. What's her name? Oh, I, uh, oh, um, Oh, whatever her name is. Anyway, yeah, we, we, okay. Yeah, but, uh, She's part of Use the, the Google group. machine if you're at home. You'll figure it out. Anyway, she's she's Muslim, and she said, "Oh, I guess me and my family should have a prayer, you know, yeah. prayer meeting on on the plane. Let's see how that goes over." Right, right. So here's my thing. All right. Now, obviously, she's I, absolutely correct. By the way, I, I agree. Yes. I, I I agree. I, my my thing is, if I'm on a plane, like I can't listen to my phone without headphones. How are you going to get up and do a jig? I don't care. Let's do a, any, no matter what it is. But this problem, I don't think we need to debate that. Is there any debate here that that's just lunacy? No matter what people are doing that are interrupting you. It's always lunacy if what you are listening to ever or your kids yeah. is audible to the next family over. Okay, got it. Okay, how got people it. walk around with their phone yes, on yes. speaker. Got it. Oh, got it. So okay, annoying. got it. So, so that we're in complete agreement that totally. it doesn't matter. Now, are we also in agreement? There's probably a line somewhere where you're like, oh my God, Mick Jagger just grabbed the damn speaker thing from the flight attendant and he's giving us a little, you know, a little gimme shelter up there with, you know, it might awesome. be annoyed by that. Yeah. I might be annoyed by it. <laughs> no, but if it's, but it's, but how famous do you got to be where it's okay? To get up on the plane and do a sling because I don't think I remember, anybody it, out no, no, there. here's the thing. Like I remember a long time ago, my buddies in Beth and Ezra, I remember seeing where they were where Kevin was on there playing guitar and singing they were singing good to the passengers. I remember that. And they seemed to like it. But some people might not know who they are. So how famous do you gotta be where it's okay for everybody? Probably Ezra would be on the other side of that line, which is good. Yeah. Right? Like if you what? don't know that song, really? You yeah, Kevin I mean, is good. So I think there would be 50% plus one. I think you have to go by consensus. All right. Would 50% plus one okay. enjoy this experience? And how long and how, if it's. If yeah, it, a solid one minute is all you got. A couple got. minutes, you're singing. One minute, you're good. And then people go, what the hell was that? Add a little flavor of people's lives. Yeah. I'm, I'm all for that. Okay. Add a little fear and danger in there, right? Yeah. Get up and start yelling like. Really harsh verses from the Quran. I think that's also, dude. <laughs> okay, well, can, no, can I, well, no, can, no, 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 no. Can I tell you? That was one of the scariest moments of my life. Me and Gidget went to Europe, and this was probably this was call it sixteen years ago. So that would have made it what two thousand and four? I guess we're gonna call it. Yeah, no, we'll call it two thousand six. Six. All right, we'll call it two thousand six. We went to. Uh, Went to Europe and we were in London on the tube and there had been a bombing on the uh -huh. tube like two weeks before we got sure. there. Yeah. We get off, we, we're on Gloucester Station, we get on the tube and, uh, and there's a dude, a solo guy on the tube with us that does exactly that. 
And I got to tell you, it was terrifying because you're like this guy. And obviously he's just a dude that was touched. I mean, just happened to be, you know, like some right. guys walk around, how much somebody about themselves about nothing. This, alligator brain. Exactly. <laughs> this dude just happened to actually be reciting something in Arabic very loud. And dude, and you've never seen people run off a train faster than that. My, my poor wife, I did take her to Morocco one time. And it's about dark. It's getting dark. I don't know what time it is. Five, six, seven, dinner time. All of a sudden, the Findom on the, the mosque at the end of the road in Morocco starts yelling out the call to prayer. Yeah. Now, if you've never heard it, it's disconcerting because we only get the influences from media, right? Sure. That typically, it's followed by something blowing up, right? In our media. Sure. That's how it's right. presented. Movies. Meanwhile, it's well, okay. Then that's like let, a, me, a, let me back up before I get before chiming. Let me back up before I get labeled as something with this. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. When I see a lone guy that starts screaming anything, sure. Oh, <laughs> okay. That was a fifty percent of the experience. Totally. <laughs> the fact right, that right. yeah. That, so let's be very clear. It's not like no, no. I, I'm not. Be, I'm not being the next door of podcast. Like, oh my god, did you see this? weird man in the neighborhood i was oh. terrified of him that's <laughs> no. what i'm trying to know this was no, legit but, but if but here's the thing this is why travel is so important mm -hmm. because if you've never seen that yeah you, you're not gonna understand yeah. but then when you go see it you go, oh i get it. so me Beautiful myself thing, i've yeah. been to half a dozen muslim countries now i just go oh it must be 5 p.m it's just like a yeah. town square right. chime going off right that's the value of experience because it's, it's less scary when you have context mm -hmm. yeah but anyway, that was well. No, no anybody but, on a tube screaming but again, about. But again, yeah, literally anything. A little, is not little fun. scary. But but again, that comes back to confirmation bias. You look for things to justify your opinion. Which I, I mean, I just I I feel like everything I ever post on social media from now on, I want to include uh, like confirmation bias. People need to learn this because there's way too many people on both sides of any issue that devoutly believe what comes out of someone's mouth sure. and you can look on social media. It's so funny. Even some people that I know, man, you'll see like, you'll see like one of the top guru guys come on and rant about something. And within 10 minutes, I'll see somebody else that I know rant the same shit. Cause they heard this person say it and they said, Oh, I need to go rant that same Absolutely. shit. And it's, and it's nonsense. And I think, you know, being able to look at, in, in any type of information, especially if it's something you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna repeat or put out there, you gotta look for that counterpoint. I mean, a question like, where do you get your news? Here's a question: Where do you get your news, Colin? I think I get them from a couple sources. I don't like subscribe to the Wall Street Journal anymore, okay? Because I just found that slogging through it wasn't too yeah, it's, organic. It's, it's cumbersome. I do probably find it most through social online. Media online, where do you get your yeah. news? Online, Twitter. Um, a little bit of Twitter. We can talk about that. Jesus Christ! Like, I, but I follow like I'll follow the AP. Yeah, I'll follow yeah. AP, BBC. But here's here, so, but yeah. here's here's the thing. I have I have my same routine, which is this: just because not only do I want to try to figure out what's going on, but I also want to figure out what's going on in the minds of people I'm probably going to have to talk to or interact with at some point, mm -hmm. which to me is more valuable than the information itself. I kind of want to have an idea of what people are thinking. Sure. <laughs> so I hit CNN. I hit Fox News. <laughs> I hit BBC, I hit MSNBC, I hit all of Sky them. Sky News. I hit all of them. Yeah. I look at News, Newsmax, I look at all of them. Because I figure if I get a nice blend of the mania from every direction where it comes, somewhere in the middle of that, if I find enough common thread through all of these stories, okay, that's probably going to be true. <laughs> and I can okay. decipher that. So, so I don't want to be completely um, nihilistic about that opinion. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. But here's the thing. I talk to my dad about this all the time and my dad through the years has become, I mean like left of Bernie, like oh we were growing up probably pretty central issues like property taxes and like, you know, but 
the older he gets. Do you think that has to do with his overall disappointment in you? No, no, <laughs> I don't think so. Because I can fix that. There you are. No problem. He just he he's just become left on some issues so strongly because he kind of feeds into this now a lot of things i will agree with some i don't i push back where i don't because i do try to think independently but um you you do start feeding into this and i always say to him dad you realize that this news company that's giving you the news has no um its objective isn't to inform you its objective is to make keep it here keep you yeah keep here its objective is to make money its objective is to make money all the news you've ever received in your whole life comes from a perspective of a company Trying that to pays money. somebody yeah. to make money. So it's it, it's if you, in statistics and in math, you see these things, right? In Nicholas Taleb or Hasim Taleb's Black Swan. I don't know if it was going to get there. <laughs> I got it. I wouldn't have got it. So in the book, The Black Swan, there's this concept, right? All swans were white huh? until there, there was. was a black swan. Yeah. Or 500 days of a chicken's life. 499 days of it, the chicken just sees a farmer feeding it. Mm-hmm. It assumes after 499 instances that it, the farmer's its best friend. Mm-hmm. And the 500th day, it chops its head off, right? So all of these things, we get yeah, our girls news. like that. We get our news. We get our news. We get our news. <laughs> you have to, I think, broaden that so far to get what would approximate truth that I'm not sure that by going at a local level, it's ever going to happen. And I, I don't even mean that from an AP. I think they have these, they try to be as objective as possible. Yeah. But you talk to people that were there versus how the news presented, oh, sure. even unbiased. And it doesn't necessarily money. approximate truth. Oh, because sure. again, every time, and consider this, and John, that's to your point. Every single time you turn on anything, realize that you are a product, oh, yeah. right? That you are consuming a product, mm. that, it, that you are the um, inventory. Sure. For you're, this company, you're the so, data. You're the data point. That's yeah, you're it. the data point. You're the inventory. They you're need the you to be consuming their product in order for this to make them money, sure. right? So, just at the end of the day, I go, you know, Dad, you realize that this company, its objective is not to present you the truth. Mm-hmm. Its objective is to give you a message that you're inclined to hear, and the more you're inclined to hear the same message, the more you'll think like that. Well, I th- you know, again, you know, confirmation bias for me is people spend so much time looking for opportunities to justify their own belief system yes. instead of looking for counters to it instead of looking for other ways for other things. And, and it's so interesting with this thing I'm doing this weekend, you know, you've got guys that are, that are coming to this and it's going to be a flood of the who's who of how to make money in and around real estate. I mean, mm-hmm. you've expanded some of the crypto and NFT stuff now, but you're going to have basically every 15, 20 minutes, a new guy or new gal get on stage and say, this is the way. <laughs> this is the way, this is the way, this is the way. And every single one of those opinions is going to differ from the guy that was just there. Or the girl's coming on after you. I mean, there's some, there's some right. underlying pinning theme themes that go there, right. but overall you got to look for, for biases in it. And I think again, cause Kiyosaki is going to be there. I went back and I looked through some of his books and a couple things. And I was like, who would be the counterpoint to a lot of what Kiyosaki does? Like, who would you guess? Who would you guess? I selected as the as the Kiyosaki counterpoint. Who would you the guess? Kiyosaki counterpoint to me would be like, you mean industry specific or just in general? In, in general. In general. Whose theories are altered most with his? It would be like Jim Chanos of Kinecos Capital. Uh, perma, no, 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 no. no, no. I'm, I'm talking about somebody that is in the space. In the space of telling you in what you space. need to do with your money. That it, a lot of That's his opinions like, hardcore differ. No, nah, I'm not going to say grand. No, I'll, I'll, we're not going to play guessing games anymore. It is, uh, it's Dave Ramsey, <laughs> oh, who yeah. has a lot of polar opposite yeah. views in things than, than Kiyosaki does. Primarily where they differ in the line in the sand is, is debt. 
Like yep. Dave Ramsey will tell you debt is the devil and you should never mm-hmm. be into debt and don't be into mm-hmm. debt and this mm-hmm. and that and pay for your cash, pay for your house with cash and all these other things. And, you know, I, as I read that and I'm thinking how many people in America take advice from Dave Ramsey and how many people listen to Kiyosaki? Kiyosaki is debt as a weapon. You know, you use debt, you use debt to buy assets that make more money and use it as a weapon. Now, like a weapon as well, debt, debt has to be handled carefully because it mm-hmm. can cut you. Is that up for debate? What debt? Oh, yes, Ramsey says Ramsey. debt. I is, didn't know. Oh yeah, Dave I didn't Ramsey know says, much about Ramsey, but they're at my kids' at school. They really oh, yeah. preach Ramsey stuff. Le- I'm like, like no, leverage? no debt, no, no, no debt, leverage. state leverage. Oh, no debt. You mean no, no debt. debt? Credit no debt. cards. Buy your house no. with cash if you can. No credit. Assets, He's, he, no, Dave Ramsey will come on and say. Dave Ramsey will come on and say, "Shocks the hell out." No credit cards, debit cards only. You only need two: one for business, one for work. That's a Ramsey. If you're the kind of person that is totally unsophisticated when it comes to this stuff, okay. Well, let's let's back up. Paying the house for cash. Let's back. Let's back up. Know where to put it. Exactly. Let's back up. But the point is, the problem is with financial literacy in this country is there is a line where to the left of it, Dave Ramsey is a good idea. Okay. And you hit a point in that line where you go beyond that, where you've got to let those belief systems go and then move into Kiyosaki, those debt. Like if you're flat broke right now and you're got, you know, 12, 15, $20,000 worth of credit card debt, cut them all out. Go date, yeah. go Dave Ramsey and figure sure, out how sure. to burn it down. I go get Susie that. Orman. I get that. That's fine. Go that route. Right. But at some point you're going to have to let go of the debt is the devil. Uh, if you ever want to really make money, because you've got to create leverage and you've got to do it through those ways. Find me one financial analyst that ever said, you will actually get booted off a board of a public company if you are not levered enough. Yeah. Like yeah. that means you're not using your cash appropriately. Well, a hundred, like Dave Ramsey is, don't. put it away, put it away, put it, put it away. away for what? Lose, that's the thing. Money. No, he starts talking about invest. He eventually gets to a point where he starts talking about investing. He does talk about that. Ramsey's an investor, but it's like investing in mutual funds. Invest in shit no, like no, that. I do believe it's all safe. It's about as safe as can be. 90% of people plus, I, and I'll throw that number out hey. there. 95% of people should invest in an ETF and never look at it ever again. Yeah. Put your money in mutual funds mm-hmm. with the lowest MERs possible and then never look at the stock market again until you're 10 days out from retirement, yeah. right? And then you realize that compounding interest works and that mutual funds over a period of time outperform all money sure. managers ever, other than like hedge funds. And there's reasons sure. for that. Yeah. But unless you're a high net worth individual that's getting, uh, like Warren Buffett will get issued pipes. But here's, but here's, the, but here's, the, here's the point of that. You're, exactly what you're saying is accurate because the problem is there are steps <laughs> to, to financial freedom or wealth so, yeah, 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 that people never get off a step because their belief system is tied to what got them out of debt. The that, belief system you utilize to get you out of debt is not the belief system you're going to use to make you rich. To be, to be, to, yeah, to it flourish. Doesn't work. Yeah, well, it here's doesn't the work. other thing. I was talking to somebody the other day about bankruptcy. Mm-hmm. I can't remember exactly who it was, but I said, you know, you, you keep over a million dollars in bankruptcy. There is a strategic time to use bankruptcy. Yeah. yeah. Now, again, if you want guys to come up and you, you know, guys, ask you right, right. crazy questions. Horrible questions. <laughs> no, but here's the thing. You should take shots. This country's built on taking shots. Huh. Take your shots. Every eight years, you can file a bankruptcy. Let's say you're not doing well. And don't be a piece of shit. Don't, don't steal from people. Work for what you earn. Have a good idea. Work hard or whatever. Yeah. But take a shot, okay? And other people, investors know that, John, you've taken shots that haven't worked out. You've taken shots that haven't worked out. I know that when I put money in a project, that that money could be gone, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. I know that, especially when I take equity, especially if it's debt with something that has no assets, right? Mm-hmm. So when you understand that, you understand, look, 
I don't want to ruin people's life. This is with the value bankruptcy, mm. is that when you have a shot, we want you to take your shot. If you hit, you're the smartest guy on earth, great. The average entrepreneur fails seven times, yeah. plus or minus two, right? Yeah. So take your shots, use money and leverage when you can appropriately, responsibly, and mm. that, that's the only way to make. I, but yeah. but yet, so many people, like you I've like never you, heard of we, that. We go from, we, so no, read Dave Ramsey's book. Well, you, you go from, no, shut it we, off we, we go from, but, yeah. but that's the problem in America, right? We go from no financial literacy to poor man's financial literacy, which is Ramsey, poor right. man financial literacy to, you know, and people don't bother to take the steps in, into some things that they see. Which is, is he nice. like, don't take student loans? No, he, he doesn't believe in any no debt. no debt no debt. He doesn't want you to have any debt. debt free. And he's out there. He's like, I want to trading be people to go preach his stuff. Well, like he, it, it's well, it's like a look. There's kindergarten teachers, right? You can't take a college professor and tell them go teach kindergartners. They don't know how to react to that. People. Same thing with vice versa. Same thing with someone that's in debt that does understand that you can't teach them how, Hey, take now go get more debt and you're going to make this much well, more money. Me, get to the starting line again. Then I'll teach find you. me the wealthiest again. people in any place, industry, debt, I, city, ask me one of them Smart if they man. just, just carry cash. No, they're, no, they're, they're all, they're all debt heavy. They're all that they, you have to be. Well, well, debt, well okay. Let's okay. For serviceable example, debt. For, serviceable. for example, for example, um, you know, a lot like one of the things Kiyosaki says is your house is not an asset because it doesn't produce income. Well, you can weapon you can, and again store of wealth. You, you better you better be sure to do this. But like with me, I lever the mm -hmm. equity in my home through the, through, the, through a home equity line of credit. Sure, and then I get that at you know I guess when I did it, it was three point five whatever it was, and I lever that money on high interest loans that I know I'll get back. So essentially, I'm making eight points. It's arbitrage. That's how you it's get arbitrage. I know it's 100 percent arbitrage. But that. that, but 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 Dave Ramsey would be like, oh, once you get your house paid off, you leave that alone for what? Like you can't. You got to put that. More. You got to put it back to work. People are so sensitive about things like my house. Like yeah. I don't want to. There's a lot of people they don't understand what an asset is supposed to do for you. It's supposed to make an asset makes money. Period. That's it. Right. And your, it asset, make money, your house doesn't. is appreciated. Yeah. Now again, we had problems and crisis because people don't manage it properly. Yeah. Or they over lever. Or they don't understand me. I can take leverage out because I have a job that produces income that I can carry swings. Yeah. If something happened to me, I I could go out and earn enough income to carry to cover the debt that I have or yeah. whatever. Right. I didn't for my most of my time in America because I couldn't get debt here. Right. Yeah. Right. I had to live without debt. That's bullshit. Yeah. And I hated it because I had to establish credit here and then slowly work that up. It, it's terrible. Yeah. So it's one of the worst things you can do if you're financially literate because you understand the opportunities that you're, you're foregoing yeah. Yeah. that on a cash to cash basis. That's the only thing that matters to well, me. Especially in real estate, you've got default risk and a cash to cash. Yeah, you, ha you have to lever. If you don't lever, you're crazy. But anyway, if you want to, obviously I'm going to put this out today just so you guys can get, I'll probably come out here in the next couple hours, but um, last chance today to get tickets to clever summit. So if you want to get them virtual tickets today, if you don't, I mean, uh, I can't smart help you, people. but smart dude, people these are some talking. smart. I probably look, normally I do these events. I will roll in, you know, call it maybe two hours before I'm going to be on stage. I do my deal and then I'm, you know, I maybe linger around for a little bit and then I'm gone. It's like right? Sean Penn. Yeah. No, I'm not saying Sean Penn is what I normally do. This, <laughs> no, this, just, this, this, event, my lines. this I event, it. I will literally be at this event from the very beginning to the very ending, including all of the, all of the stuff in between. I'll be yeah. there. 
And I think I'm only on stage for 15 minutes. I think, you know, cause there's so many people speaking. It's like, okay, you're all going to get do power talks. And it's like, so trying to compress what we're going to say into 15 minutes, it's going to be like a blitzkrieg of information. So I'll be there the whole time. Cause you know, obviously I'm going to try to bring as much value as I can, but I'm also not egotistical enough to not think that I'm going to get an incredible value myself out of this. That's why I'm doing it. So, so there you go. Anyway, well, dude, I'm, uh, I'm glad to be back. I'm glad you guys are back. We have no more hiatuses on the schedule for the foreseeable future. Colt, anything? Sorry that we left you with the couch episode. Yeah. I mean, Sorry. yeah. didn't know yeah. that's what we yeah. left people with. But the, Cab- yeah. the Cabo Cobra. The Cabo Cobra. The Cabo Cobra. So there it is. Um, you know, it's not working for me. It's Bulgarian mongoose. The Bulgarian mongoose. It might just have to be that way forever. Anyway, we will. Uh, <laughs> thanks for listening, guys. Do me a favor. Uh, like and subscribe. Every little bit helps. And remember, if you hate what we do here, make sure you uh, tell a friend. But if you like what we do, tell a friend. If you hate it, tell two, because it doesn't matter if you're talking good or bad. What's the matter? As long as they're talking about you. As long as they're talking about you. See you next time. Hey, it's John Gafford. If you want to catch up more and see what we're doing, you can always go to thejohngafford.com where we'll share any links that we've, things we talked about on the show, as well as links to the YouTube where you can watch us live. And if you want to catch up with me on Instagram, you can always follow me at thejohngafford. I'm here. Give me a shout.